Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. I wonder if we could give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. I don't want to come off as callous, and I certainly don't want to come off as, um, well, let me just be myself for a moment, can I? Not because I'm asking you to. Not because the man with the microphone says this is what we should do. But because the King of Kings is in this house, can we really clap our hands like he's in this place right Jesus. Amen. I feel a word of faith right now, if this is okay. Have have you started blueprints for a new building yet? Get ready. The Lord spoke to me in worship and said, people are tired of fake church God's going to send people to this church that are hungry for the Holy Ghost there's hearts right now that are searching brother Cody I, I felt this if I have ever felt God speak to me I felt this tonight God said you tell that church that there's a hunger And they're looking for what's real. I watched as people worship tonight. Brother Wilbanks, nobody worshiped out of obligation. Nobody worshiped because they was afraid they'd get called in the office after service. People were worshiping because God was in this place meeting needs. God put you here. I'm I'm speaking to the church body right now. God put you here. And what God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. I I know I'm talking about marriage vows, but I'm, I'm talking about the people, the body of God. He placed you here. There's a wind of seduction that has blown through apostolic churches that that says if I can just get them on my pew, it'll make me look good. Don't, Don't be fooled by that. God sent you here. You get a spirit that says like a tree that is planted by the water, I shall not be moved.
have something from the Lord tonight. Amen. Before I do that, I have to deal with something real quick. Now, I'm, I'm probably going to get in trouble with the pastor over this, but hi. You know who I'm talking to. Look at him turning red. Yeah, buddy. He escorted that beautiful little princess from my church across the field. She won the, she, she was the, the, the freshman maid. Boy, he was googly-eyed and, 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 and all that. And, and then he messed up. He asked her, he said, is that your granddaddy? So I've got just a little bit of an agenda tonight, Brother Wilbanks. My message has been slightly influenced in that direction. Oh, I like to cut up and have fun. But you know, isn't it amazing that we had some apostolics in the beauty review? Don't tell me God doesn't have beautiful people. First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 19 asks a very serious question. He says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. You know why the devil can't own the church? Because it was purchased at Calvary. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirits, which are God's. Now, I, I want to put a small disclaimer just for a moment that when I give you my subject topic, it's not going to be explosive and probably going to be a bit confusing because of my uh, uneducated grammar and, and lack of punctuation. But, but if you'll be patient with me, I'll preach to you. I promise you that. My subject topic is simply this, not for sale, but sold out. Oh, my God, what an amazing spirit of unity is in this house right now. I believe that there's people going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. I believe there's people going to walk out healed. I believe there's going to be financial problems resolved tonight. I'm not talking about next week. I'm talking about things that are going to happen tonight. God's going to strengthen marriages, put homes back together in this service. You know why? Because you brought that need to God and that's all God required. When you bring your needs to Him, He will respond. Hallelujah. Would you lift your voice right now and ask God to stir our hearts, Lord. I pray, God, that you would speak to us this evening. Lord, I pray, God, that you would minister to us right now in this service. I pray the Holy Ghost would fall in this house. I pray, mighty God, that you would reach down right now. Minister to us. Open our hearts, our mind, our ears, and our thoughts. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for your worship. Thank you to the chorale uh, for such a tremendous job. Please be seated. Give me just a moment now. 
Uh, you're going to have to pardon me just for a moment because I want to tell you how much this pastoral family means to my family. And I know that they mean much to you, but they, they came to us in a time where we were struggling, where we were hurting. You reached out to us. You saved us. You helped us, brother. And, and I owe a debt of gratitude to this family. And it, it is Pastor Appreciation Month. And I know you have already appreciated them, but for my sake tonight, would you give your pastor and first lady a hand clap of appreciation? Yeah. Worthy of double honor. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Woo! And to this great church, thank you for lending him to us. Uh, in our time of need and also uh, at our 10th pastoral anniversary, he preached the house down. I've been trying to put it back together ever since. Amen. Done a tremendous job. We love Middleton. Amen. We love this great church. Love your worship. And, and I want to begin my message by setting uh, a foundation. And, and uh, I, I don't want you to judge me before you hear the conclusion of the matter. And I hope... Uh, that my slight attempt at validation will uh, tell you that I have so much respect for our elders. Uh, I do. In fact, uh, you are the reason that we are able to be here tonight and enjoy this beautiful facility. And young men and young ladies, I think it would be appropriate if we gave our elders a hand clap of appreciation and thank them. Amen. Yes, indeed. Thank them for their labor of love for this church. Amen. 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 Now, I, I did notice we have some elder young people uh, in the back back there, so we'll, uh, we'll preach to them tonight as well. I, I want to put a disclaimer and tell you that I believe our elders are worthy of double honor. And I appreciate the sacrifices that you made to give us a beautiful facility to worship in with air conditioning. Somebody say Amen. With lights and with sound and with all of that. And, and, and please don't judge me until you hear the conclusion of this. But with all due respect to our elders, I am beyond tired of hearing about revival in the past. It seems like Brother Wilbanks, that the only thing we can talk to our children about is the revival that Grandma and Grandpa had. Well, I want to tell you, back in Grandpa's day, we had church for five hours, 37 got baptized, 39 got the Holy Ghost. Well, let me ask you a question. What happened this morning? Now, I'm not discrediting miracles of the past. I'm not discrediting the foundation of apostolic holiness. But what I am asking is, young people, when is it going to be our turn to experience miracles, signs, and wonders in a capacity that is mind-blowing and unprecedented revival? I refuse to get caught up and be part of a church that has a rear view mirror revival. Yeah. 
word hasn't changed. Forever his word is settled in heaven. He said, I am the Lord, I change not. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if God hasn't changed and the word hasn't changed, what's the problem? Let's get busy having revival. When I saw the altars this morning, I, I want to tell you there was something that moved in my office because that's biblical. Building altars in your home is biblical. If the only time you pray is when you come to church, we get, no wonder we're not experiencing revival. I'm not here to pastor you tonight. I'm here to preach to you the word of God. It's time for the apostolics of 2023 to arise and say, I'm not going to be comfortable any longer with rear view mirror revival. It's time for a right now experience with God. And I'll be the first to say the rear view mirror is important. As someone who, who backs up a lot in my vehicle, it's important. But there's a reason that that mirror is eight inches and your windshield is six foot. Because the vehicle was designed to go that way. Let me preach about that for 30 seconds. Uh, I want to tell you the greatest atrocity in the world is apostolic churches on the sign and dead churches in the building. And all it takes is for one person to get stirred up and say, I refuse to live in yesterday's world, yesterday's revival. Get caught up with yesterday's sorrows. I'm going to have revival right now. Let me, let me help you just a moment. The devil doesn't care if you come to church. He's here too. Don't bother him. He strutted right into the middle of it tonight. He said, I'm going to see who I can destroy. I'm going to see who I can, how I can keep their mind off the service. You know, so the devil's as faithful to church as some of you are. Doesn't bother him one bit. In fact, even when you dance and shout, he, he, he may not like it, but you know, he's not really concerned about your dancing and your shouting. Uh, he doesn't even really mind you singing a little bit. But I want to tell you something. When somebody comes to church uh, and says, I've got a determination that I'm going to change my life uh, and I'm going to apply the name of Jesus, uh, and when you decide that you're going to get sold out to God, uh, hell goes berserk uh, and he can't stand. And the thought that he might lose just one young person or just one elder in this service. I've come to preach to somebody tonight. It's time for us to have revival. We ought to have church so good the devil starts praying for the rapture. God, that's having church, brother. Now, I'm going to slow down just for a moment. And, and I want to I wanna tell you something. That, that I, I have something that, that, it, that it's a game with me, and I, I like to do it. I love to see these people that put signs on their stuff that says, not for sale. It just tickles me, especially when I buy it. 
I walked into a printing company in Corinth, Mississippi. And you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a contractor. And they had these beautiful barn doors in there. They were gorgeous. I looked at those things. I said, those are nice. They, they spent some time. There, there's quality there. And I walked past the lady at the, at the counter. She said, can I help you? I said, I want to buy those doors. She said, they're not for sale. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> I said, oh, no, 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 you, you misunderstood me. I didn't ask if they were for sale. I, 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 I want to buy them, and I'm willing to pay the price. She said, no, sir, you, you don't understand. that We, we, we sell paper and pens and, and, and stationery and all that. I said, and I want to buy those doors. And she said, they're not for sale. And so I pulled out my little checkbook like I've done a hundred times, and I just put my name on it I handed her a blank check and I said I didn't ask you how much they were I said I want to buy these doors she looked at me like I had lost my mind she said well I'll be right back I have to take this to the owner the owner sent her back a check that was filled out I looked at it swallowed three times realized I could play basketball with that check But I looked at that little lady and my smart mouth got the better of me. I said, I thought they wasn't for sale. I'm, I'm, I'm about to preach. Give, give, give me just a moment. I said, I thought they weren't for sale. She said, well, I guess everything has a price, doesn't it? And the Holy Ghost uh, spoke to me and told me that there's some people that you walked into this place tonight and you weren't for sale. You made up your mind that you're not going to sell out. You're not going to do it. But if you think the devil don't know your price. If you think the devil don't know what you value yourself at. Try to write the check. I can tell you right now that the enemy would gladly pay the price to see you lost. The enemy would gladly pay the price to see you walk out. Brother Johnson, I just wish you'd preach. I'm getting there. Calm down. I walked into Lowe's. They know me by name there. Stephen, he's the general manager. He calls me Jocelyn. And he says, how you doing, Jocelyn? I said, I am doing excellent. Lowe's is running a sale on DeWalt hammer drills. $229. I want two of them. He said, we're sold out. I said, you don't understand. I didn't ask even if they were on sale. I said, I want two of them. He said, Jocelyn, you know, it wouldn't matter if you had $10 billion right now. I can't sell you what is not for sale, what is sold out. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me again and said, you better preach that. So I've come to help somebody tonight that you walked into this place with a sign that said not for sale. The devil wants to play your game. The devil wants to try you and see what your price is. But the Holy Ghost wants to help you. You need to pull that sign down and say, I'm not for sale, but I'm sold out. There is no price you can't have. What doesn't exist? I have given my heart to God. I've given my spirit to God. I've given my life to God. Devil, you can't have what I don't own uh -uh. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I don't want to preach before I preach, but if you think the devil's going to let you get off easy, I can promise you he's going to offer the price. He's going to come with that blank check and say, you know what, I know you think you're worth a little bit, but just go ahead, try me out. But, honey, I want to tell you tonight, if you'll put your faith in Jesus, if you'll put your trust in Jesus, if you'll give your life to Jesus, you don't own it any longer. You can't sell what God has, and you can be sold out oh I feel the Holy Ghost trying to help somebody right now. The devil walked in this place tonight and he was looking for somebody. Somebody that had just a little bit of thoughts. You know what? Maybe this ain't where it's at. Maybe this ain't what it's cracked up to be. Maybe this ain't what Pastor Wilbank said. But I've come to speak a word of faith to you and tell you right now that this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And this will always be that. And there is nothing else. Now, I want, I want to help some young people tonight too. Young lady, don't settle for some guy that won't sell out to God. You, I don't care how hunky he is. I don't know what y'all say now. We used to say hunky, so y'all got to forgive me. I'm an old fella. I don't care, man. He, he can. I, I told the church the other night, one of our boys, I said, my God, he puts the stud in Bible study. He's something. All the girls look at him, boy, their eyes turn into good. He, he's something. I said, but I'm going to tell you something. The day he stops living for God, you quit looking at him. Young lady, don't you settle for him just because he's pretty. You make sure that his heart is so wrapped up in God. And, and, and young man, you better make sure that she loves God more than she loves you. Come on, I'm, I'm going to preach to you in just a moment. Uh, it's time for us as apostolics uh, to quit doing what we know uh, has not worked for generations and say, God, I'm willing to be sold out. I'm willing to put my heart in your heart. God, I don't want any other option. You are my only one. I had a young lady in my church and her and her husband, her and her husband came to church there. And, and, and when they came, they were at the point of divorce, Pastor, and, and, and you, you've seen this. And, and, I, and I took them in my office and I loved them and I counseled with them. God put their home back together. God put their marriage back together. Two years later, the jerk walked up to me and said, I just want to tell you, thanks for putting my family back together. We're good. We won't be back. If he hadn't have been so big, I'd have punched him in the throat. Should have done it anyway. God would have helped me, wouldn't he? I looked at him. I said, what are you doing? I said, you're fixing to lose your family again. What, what in the world are you doing? God put you back together. You've got a home. You've got kids. Well, what are you doing? He said, you know, I, I didn't really want this in the first place. He said, I just thought she was pretty, and, and I got in church for her, and, and this is what I want. And, and, and I said, my God, son, what are you talking about? And, and a few weeks later, a few weeks, he calls me back. He said, my wife's left me. And I said, really? Really? Alarming, shocking. I, I'm just devastated. I didn't know, brother. Uh -huh. 
He said, I, I just don't get why she won't go where I want to go. He said, I want to go drinking. She won't go drinking with me. Uh-huh. He said, I, I want to go to the bar. She won't go to the bar with me. I, I don't understand. She won't do drugs with me. She won't do this and she won't do that. And, and the Holy Ghost hit me and I said, you meet me in my office. I didn't punch him in the throat. Don't get nervous. I said, you meet me at my office. And when he did, that big old boy, and I walked up in, I said, let me tell you something. If you wanted a woman that would drink, if you wanted a woman that would cuss, if you wanted a woman that would dope, you should have looked in the bar for her. But you came to an apostolic church, and you got an apostolic woman, and now you're going to suffer the consequences because that apostolic woman ain't leaving. You, you pull my coattail if I get out of line. But if you come in here trying to steal our apostolic girl, shame on you. Don't you come in here trying to steal our men. If you ain't willing to follow him to the altar, you leave him alone. We, we got people that are, that are showing up to churches today with no intentions of living for God, with no intentions of doing right. All they want to do is just find somebody that will put up with them. And that's why we got homes that are broken. That's why we got marriages that are broken. That's why we got spouses that, that only come to church when they want to and the other won't show up at all. I've come to tell you, young men and young ladies, it's time that you get sold out to God and say, I'm going to find somebody that loves God more than they love me. I'm going to find somebody that's going to go to the altar. I'm going to find somebody that's going to rejoice and dance. And the only dancing we're going to do is in the house of the Lord. Young man, your ministry is irreplaceable. Don't sell out for some hype. Don't sell out for some feel-good, ear-tickling, newfangled message. You don't need a new message. There is no new message. This apostolic doctrine is the real thing. Young men, I, I want to tell you the greatest thing that you can do for your pastor. Now, I'm, I'm for it. You ought to wash his car. You ought to change his oil. I'm for all that. But the greatest thing that you will ever do for this man of God is when he preaches something, even when it hurts and it steps right on your toes, you stand up and you lift your hand and you say, That's right, pastor. I know it's the truth you preach to me. I love this truth. I love this church. I love this word. I'm not leaving. I'm not selling out. I'm going to hold on. You preach. Preach to me, Pastor! You sweet young ladies, my God, they got it worked out here. I can't, I can't make this happen. They got the girls on this side and boys on that side. And the adults in the middle, daring you. We, we finna, you, you coming for a revival. You're going to work this out at my church. You got that? Let me tell you the greatest thing that you can ever do. You see that lady right there? That is an apostolic lady. You want to know what holiness looks like? You look at her. She curls her hair. You curl your hair. She straightens it out. You straighten it out. She buys black glasses. You buy black glasses. 
I don't care if you don't need them. You do your best to emulate everything that she does because that lady right there is your standard. She's the one that's teaching you about holiness. There is nothing greater that you can do for your life than to look at that lady and say, that's what I want my life to look like. That's what I want my life to be like. That's what I want God to see when he looks at me. Is somebody that is sold out, dedicated, blood-bought, born again of the water and of the Spirit. I've come to preach to a church tonight. Stop pulling away from the man of God and his family and get in line with him and say, God, whatever it takes, I want to get sold out. Pastor dances, I'm going to dance. Well, I don't feel anything. I don't care. Pastor's dancing. I know y'all don't believe that. Pastor doesn't run in the aisles. Well, guess what? I'm running the aisles. I ain't feeling it yet, but I know if I can follow my man of God, he's going to lead me in the paths of righteousness. I know if I can just do what he... I'm not trying to have beef. I'm not trying to have, have all this, uh, uh, this messed up scenarios. What I'm trying to do is have unity with my man of God because when I need God and when I need a shield from the devil, here's where it's going to happen. And so no matter where he goes, I'm going to follow after him. I'm going to search after him. I'm going to reach after him young person don't you dare let it bother you to be the first one on the altar don't you let it bother you one bit to be the first one that lays hands on somebody's head well, Brother Josh said, I'm only 15. I don't have enough salt. I don't have enough pepper. I don't have enough seasoning. I've come to tell you, if God called you and God equipped you, you take your hand and you lay it on somebody's head and you say, by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost that is given to me by the Word of God, I plead the blood of Jesus. I take authority over every situation, over every scenario. Come on, don't let your pastor be the only one. Don't let the elders be the only one. You get involved in it and you say, if we're going to have revival, I'm going to be part of that. If we're having revival, I'm going to be part of that. All right, here, here, here's the part where it gets kind of hairy. Young people, you support your pastoral family and you tithe and often. Well, Brother Jocelyn, I work at Jack's. I don't make much. I'm going to tell you something. If you ain't faithful at Jack's, you ain't going to be faithful at Tyson. That went over like a dead balloon, so I'm going to drill just a little bit. Honey, I don't care if you made $5, you owe 10%. There's no such thing as big ties and little ties. You pay your ties, you support your family, and you tell the devil, take that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I was just obedient to the Word of God. And the Word of God said, I bring it into the storehouse, and I brought it into the storehouse. Now, God, by your Word, you said you was going to rebuke the devourer. You said you was going to curse those things that try to curse me. God, I have been faithful. Lord, over a few things, make me ruler over many. Be faithful 
in worship. Be faithful in prayer. And, and I hope this is okay. I don't even know what the altars, all of it was about, but I'm going to find out because I love that idea. But, but young people, don't you dare let mom and daddy be the only one that uses them altars. You find a spot where mama's not there and daddy's not there in the altar and you go and you put your head in that and you stain those altars with your tears and you pray in the Holy Ghost and you ask God, God, I need you, Lord, to give me an anointing that I've sought after. Lord, I need you to give me the desires of my heart. God, I want you to make me like my man of God. I want you to make me like my first lady. God, I want you to purify me. God, I want you to search me, oh Lord. We need to pray some David prayers. Search Touch me, oh God. Purify me. Cleanse me. God's not looking for a church that's not for sale. He's looking for a church that's already purchased. He's looking for a church that's sold out, Brother Will Banks. He's looking for a church that's serious. He's looking for a church that has reached those depths and seen the lows, but knows that God is able. He brought us out. He set our feet on a solid rock. And sometimes it was even on the mountain where we tripped and stumbled. Abraham did what he was supposed to do, but he lost connection with God long enough that he almost lost his son. God told him, he said, take your son, take your only son, Isaac. You take him up there and you offer him as a sacrifice. And you listen to what Abraham said. When they said, Abraham, where are you going? He said, you stay here. I and the lad are going to go yonder and worship. He said, it's nothing for me. I know God giveth, but God taketh away. But God also restores. I know that if God can take his life, that God can give his life. Whatever it is, Lord, I am willing. But then when he got there, he got so focused on the task that he almost missed the voice of God. And God had to speak to him. He said, Abraham, Abraham. And he looked up and God had supplied the ram in the thicket. Let me tell you something. God will always make a way of escape for you, but you've got to get focused enough to hear the voice of God. That's okay. I came prepared for that one. I came prepared for that one. Let me tell you something. Well, Brother Josh and I don't know exactly what the voice of God sounds like. I'm going to help you real quick, young people. Do you remember the story of Samuel and Eli? God spoke to Samuel. Samuel. He went in there. He said, Eli, you, you called for me. What you need, Daddy? What you need, bud? You need a bottle of water? I got you. So you got some awesome cadets. Ben carried our Bibles in, carried our water, our, our sweat wiping device. Look at here. I'm using it too. He's got some good guys. He said, here, here we are. He said, you called for me. He said, I didn't call for you. Go lay down. He said, okay. Went back and lay down. Samuel, what is it, pops? You, you need that bottle of water now? You, you want your Bible? Need your oil? What, no, no. What, 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 are we going to pray for somebody at the hospital? What you need? He said, I didn't call you. Go lay down. Listen. Third time, he said, Samuel, went back. He said, there ain't no doubt in my mind what's going on. I have heard your voice. You see, the problem was is that he didn't recognize that God sounded like his man of God. Amen. 
allow me just a little bit of freedom. You know how we get rebellious churches? People don't believe that that's the voice of God. God gave you a man of God and that man of God will speak to you and when God calls your name through him, come to him and say, Surely you have spoken to me. Honey, I want to tell you something. When the man of God gets up and reads the word, it's for you. It's for this church. It's for your family. And God's got a word for some people. I I know... Man, man, the, the, these young people done such a great job. You, you know what? Right now I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. And he wants me to tell you this. When, when that urgency comes, when, when that anointing comes, you respond to it. You respond to that. The, the, the only thing God requires of you is a response. God has brought power of healing. God has brought power of restoration. He wants to anoint you young men. Now, I know y'all don't believe this, but you can be the next Wayne Huntley or Jeff Arnold. I don't even know if you know who that is. Yeah, you know who that is. You can be the greatest ministry of your generation, but here's what God needs from you. He needs you to respond when the voice of God is spoken. And He needs you to run down and bury your face in the altar and say, God, I just want to hear from you again. I know that your whole purpose on earth, the entire Bible was about a relationship that God wants to form and cultivate with his people and when you sail out and you say you know what, sports are not more important than church, there's nothing more important than church, nothing in this world is going to become between me and God, when you get your mind made up to that degree God will look at you and say there's somebody, I'm going to pour out an anointing And I'm, I'm winding down. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm not nearly done with my notes, but the Holy Ghost has told me to, to, to break it down. I, I, I told the Lord one time, Wayne Huntley's been my favorite preacher since I was that tall. I mean, but he set the standard for me. The dude. I walked around. I said, God, here's what I want. You know how we are. We're arrogant when we're young. I am, not y'all. Y'all, y'all are wonderful. Man, I was Huckleberry Hot Dog behind the pulpit. Yes, sir. Got me a microphone. Gonna preach tonight. When I walk to the pulpit, they gonna know I was in the house. God said, boy, you gonna make me puke. Quit. My wife's about to crawl under the pew. Everybody turn around and look at her for a moment. She, there you go. Anybody got a couch? I said, God, here's what I want. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm laying it out. God, this is what I want. God, I want the anointing of Wayne Huntley. God spoke to me and said, that would kill you. I said, what are you talking about, God? He said, you don't understand the things that he's been through to get to that level of anointing. I said, wait a minute, God. I I don't want to go through some things. That's not what I said. I want the anointing of Wayne Huntley. God said, you don't understand. You don't get the anointing without the process. There there it is. 
I knew we was in an apostolic church, so I knew we was going to have some of that, baby. You know what? It makes pretty good stuff to cook steaks in, too. Double anointed steaks. Kills all the carbs, calories. You can tell by looking at me, I ain't, I ain't had none. I said, God, that's what I want. He said, the process would kill you. There's a reason. And, and I began to look up you, you, that, that extra virgin olive oil. Do you know how many olives had to be crushed, pressed, and processed to get that oil? Thousands. That's not one olive. Thousands. And, and I mean so many PSIs per square inch of pressure has to be applied. And, and then there's a process that after they get the oil, they process it again and again and again and again. And, and ho however many times that word extra is on there is how many times it's been processed. The more that it says extra, it's been processed that many more times because the more purified it is. And I said, God, you, you, you misunderstood me. That, no, Lord, that's not what I want. I, I don't want to go through that. I, I just want to be hot dog. Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, if you want the real anointing, you're going to have to face some real trials. But understand this, every time you are crushed, Every time you are pressed, every time you are processed, young man, God is adding a level of anointing. He's allowing you to be sanctified and purified. The only way that you're going to get to the level that he's attained, you're going to have to fight the devils that he's fought. You're going to have to face the disappointments that he's faced. You're going to have to sacrifice the sacrifices that their family has sacrificed to get to this point. It doesn't come easy and it doesn't come cheap. And that's why the Holy Ghost sent me to tell you tonight that it doesn't matter how many times you walk around the house of God and say, I'm not for sale. Until you get to the place that you were completely consumed and sold out. There's young men in this house that you desire a ministry and that's good. There's, there's ladies in this house right now that, that you are searching after God. You're trying to find your way. You're going to have to be sold out. You're going to have to go through some things. And, and, and it's things that will break you. Come on, elders. You know I'm teaching. I'm, I'm preaching right now. It's things that will rip you apart. And only God can put you back together. There'll be times in your life that you'll make Humpty Dumpty look like a picnic. Where you have fallen and you're broken and you're bruised and you're battered. And it feels like you will never make it back. Let grandpa help you just a moment. In that moment, you're going to have to make a decision. Do I do what the world wants me to do? Or do I sell out to God and say, God, 
I know that I could probably go and be that all-star quarterback, Lord. But instead, you've called me for a ministry, so I'm going to take hands with my man of God. Go on up there and get him. I'm going to take hands with my man of God. And I'm going to say, man of God, I need your guidance in this hour. I need you to tell me. I need you to help me. I need you to speak to me. I'm broken, Lord. I'm in a place in my life where I can't even find out what direction. Even my compass is broke. I don't know where north is any longer. But man of God, I need you to help me. Don't you ever be afraid to ask him those things. Man of God, I need you to tell me how do I get from here to there. Point me in the right direction. Come on, some lady right now. I wish you'd walk over to your pastor's wife and take her by the hand. Come on, respond to me. Somebody, there you go. Come on, respond to me. Take her by the hand and say, I'm broken. I'm wounded. You made it look classy. I don't even know how you made it this far. But you've done it in pristine condition. Show me how I can get from here to there. Show me how I can be sold out. Come on, if you feel the Holy Ghost in this house, why don't you stand right now and throw your hands in the air? Come on, if you feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now, why don't you throw your hands in the air? (laughs) In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, young lady. I'm going to get sold out. Come on, young man. I'm going to do whatever it takes to be the man of God that I know He wants me to be. Come on, Brother Garrett, that's what, that's what God's looking for right now. That's what God's looking for. Come on, get broken before Him. Get processed before Him. I wonder if there's some other young men in this house. I don't care if you're sitting in the back, in the middle, or up front. I wonder if you'd make your way down to an altar and throw up your hand and say, God, tonight's the night that I get sold out. What about a young lady? Why don't you walk down to this altar right now, throw your hands in the air, and say, tonight's the night. I'm not going one more moment. I'm not going one more service. I'm not going one more minute. John 15, 16, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. 1 Peter 2 and 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness. Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Come on, pray like you've never prayed before right now. Make war on the floor. Come on, pray before God right now like
you've never prayed before. Leave it all at the altar. Leave it at the altar. Leave it at the altar. Leave it at the altar. Come on, I'm willing to get broken. I'm willing to get broken. We pray today that this word has blessed you, minister to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.